You're listening to another podcast. A podcast about horror movies and scary things. You put your headphones on and enter another dimension. A dimension filled with zombies, killers, ghosts, and creatures beyond your imagination. You've crossed over into the realm of mankind's deepest fears. There's an episode up ahead. You've now arrived at Luke and Andy's Nexus of Nightmares. Hello and welcome. Welcome to Luke and Andy's Nexus of Nightmares. <laughs> this is Luke. I don't know what I'm doing here. Um, <laughs> I'm your host, Luke. And of course, with me, as always, I have my best buddy, Andy. And, I mean, I always say, like, I'm your host, and then I introduce you. I mean, but really, we're doing this. It's equal. You're a co-host. You, We do this. We host together. It's just how I happen to introduce us. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but welcome. This is Luke and Andy's Nexus of Nightmares. And uh, it's a podcast where we talk about uh, over 100 years of horror film history and why we love to be scared. And, my plan uh, my, my plan went there was just to remain completely silent until... Good, good. Until you fully acknowledge me as a co-host. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm on strike. <laughs> so, Andy, Welcome. how you doing? Welcome. Welcome. I was I was trying to. I I didn't have very much faith in in a Hungarian mm. Bela Lugosi accent. Um, and then I thought maybe I could do Nandor mm-hmm. from What We Do in the Shadows, but it turns out I couldn't. So <laughs> so I didn't I, I didn't do it. And uh. you'll you'll never hear it. Um, You'll never hear it. Fucking guy. Fucking guy. Uh, Guillermo. Bat? <laughs> um, but that, that ties in pretty directly with what we're talking about today. Yes, we're talking which... about the 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 genesis of all mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. At least in cinematic film right. form. Right. Vampires. Dracula. 1931 Dracula. Directed 90 by, years old. 90 years old this year. I think it was released on Valentine's Day, 1931. Aw. Which is weird. Um, I mean, it's kind of a love story in a weird way. The, kind of. The 1992 Francis Ford Coppola remake is very much a love story. Uh, an erotic love story. Mm, the best kind of love story. <laughs> Um, a lust story, <laughs> if you will. So, yeah, uh, Todd Browning, of course, Bella Lugosi as as Bella uh, Lugosi, Count Dracula. Um, the cleft from the west. That's what they called him. Cleft from the west. Because he had was that, that ever old... a, was that ever a thing? Was that no, really I made that up. It? It's good. I like I'm, it. I made it up because because like he's got that big old divot in his chin. You could That's eat true. cereal out of that thing. <laughs> Eat your Captain Crunch right out of there. They didn't have they didn't have cold cereal in 1931. Captain Crunch. Actually, how about how about Count Chocula? That would be oh, more appropriate. Yeah, that would be more appropriate. 1931 was actually when cold cereal was invented because during cold the depression, cereal. they weren't able to heat things up. They weren't able to heat their food anymore, so they had to eat cold. Everything was cold. So Losers. cold cereal, and they didn't have milk, so it was just water, Ew. just water on oats. Terrible. Just oats, just oats soggy. floating in water. 
soggy oats, which is actually a bowl of cold soggy oats. Which is actually this, which is actually why Dracula was so popular at the time because people were were infatuated with the idea of drinking and eating something hot like human blood. Uh, that almost made sense. It almost did. I I bought it for like a second, maybe. <laughs> That's it. Um, so anyway, Dracula. Dracula. Yeah. Um, so of course, you know this is adapted from the Bram Stoker novel. Yes, from late eighteen hundreds. Um, but it's actually really adapted from the stage play that, based, that came that right. came that was based off of the book um right. and the stage play was quite a bit different um for obvious but you reasons. can definitely tell that the movie plays like a stage production which oh, yeah. a lot of movies a lot of movies back in the early days of cinema felt like that they yeah. felt like things that were a, a that were plays that they just recorded. Yeah, because that's what, that's what had been around <laughs> they, for a long time right. and films were relatively new. And especially like this one was, um, this was the f- one, I think this is the first horror talkie. The talkie. First, talkie for the first horror film with actual like audio dialogue, you know, like. Yeah. Um, and so, um, uh, the, the book had actually, so, no, uh, Dracula had been adapted for film before yes. this, but uh, it was by it was by the German filmmaker F. W. Murnau, and it was called Nosferatu. Nosferatu, because it was an was oh was wasn't what? wasn't that due to the fact that Dracula was under copyright at the time still? Yeah, so yeah. F. W. Murnau was ba- basically tried to get around uh, the copyrights. And failed <laughs> because yeah. he ended up getting sued by by Bram Stoker's widow. Because and just because you change the name of the character doesn't mean that the entire yeah, story that you represent. He, yeah, I mean, he did change some other things about it, but yeah. I mean, it was basically. I mean, so like, like in yeah, like Renfield's name was Denfield. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my. God. Instead of drinking blood from the left side of the neck, Dracula drank blood from the right side of people's necks. It was there was a lot Isn't, of little nuanced changes. It was Count Fracula instead of Count Dracula. Fra- Count Fracula. Um, Count, actually, Count Fugula. <laughs> but actually, the va- so the vampire's name is Count Orlock in Nosferatu, and that's uh, better. That's better than what they changed it to for Son of Dracula. Oh God, what was that? Uh, Count Alucard. Alucard. Oh my God. Which is, for those of you playing at home, Dracula backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. Um, yeah. So one of the things about Nosferatu that was different was, um, he didn't, no, Nosferatu did not, well, first of all, he was a hell of a lot creepier than Count Dracula. Who's he was like, pretty fucked up looking. Which Even is, by today's know, standards, yeah, I mean, play, famously played by Max Schreck. Yes, there's a whole movie about that, Shadow of the Vampire, with uh, with Willem Dafoe about the making of that movie. Um, well, it's you know, I'm, they, they took a lot of freedoms, and kind of fictionalized it, but yeah. ba- they fictionalized it 
and, and turned it into a story where it was like he actually really was a vampire. Um, <laughs> right. But right. Um, it's kind of fictional in the fact that he portrayed himself as an actual vampire. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe that was true. Maybe he was. I Who don't knows? know. It's a long time ago. Who knows ago. what those German people are getting down to <laughs> over there. But Count Orlock did not turn his victims into vampires. He just killed them. Right. And he also was – well, interestingly, uh, so in Bram Stoker's Dracula, and obviously there's a lot of vampire lore. The, the, I mean, the whole mythology of the vampire came before – it's not like Bram right. Stoker invented that. No. Um, but um, in in his novel Dracula, he's Dracula is actually not killed by sunlight. He's only weakened by it. And right. Which is why he sleeps in his coffin during the day. But he's it right. doesn't kill him. He um, walks slower. He can't get a full <laughs> erection. <laughs> Couldn't even get that one out. <laughs> uh, uh. Um, but in Nosferatu, sunlight kills Count Orlok in, at the end of the movie. Um, so it's interesting that like, you know, Nosferatu is kind of like the knockoff of. Of Dracula, but the sunlight killing the vampire is one of the things that Nosferatu created that is has become a staple, has become like you know something that is like definitive now of like vampire right. you know, stories. It's like oh yeah, sunlight is definitely fucking killing a, va- a vampire. Right. Um, and and so, we talked about it a little bit in spoilers if you haven't listened. To- oh yeah, spoiler alert. If you haven't listened too. to all of our other, so without getting into any spoilers for our other podcast, because the one I'm about to mention is relatively new. If you haven't listened, or there's a podcast of ours that is a show or a movie that you haven't watched, just be warned. I'm about to spoil a chunk of it for you. Yes. When we talked about Midnight Mass, we also t- we did talk about how how fluid the vampire mythology is. Um, and <clears throat> and and part of that is is like you said, it's due to the fact that. A lot of it stems from folklore and mm-hmm. and what people you know what people how people interpreted things that were happening to dead bodies back in the day. Like they would hear noises coming from graves, you know, which which scientists now think were probably you know because they had terrible embalming practices or no embalming practices back in those times. Um, you know, they would hear noises coming from graves and it'd be like it'd probably be like gases or something that were coming out of the, the bodies just, or they were just the corpses farting. That's all. It's just the corpses shitting it's themselves. Just, it's, it's just corpse. Yeah. Farts. And, or, or they would dig them up and they, they would look like, um, they would look very fresh and, and like they had ruddy cheeks and things like they were still alive. Um, for, for various reasons and or they would have long nails because their skin had pulled back from their their fingers so it looked like their nails had gotten longer and people would think that that was so there was all kinds of things that yeah that kind of made people think that these plus all of the unexplained diseases and things that were going around at the time so there was all kinds of stuff that people thought hinted to obviously i mean the, the only conclusion you can draw is that these <laughs> creatures are rising from the grave <laughs> feasting on the blood of other people I mean, it was a different time. <laughs> <laughs> it was a simpler time. It was a simpler time where, you know, where those were possible, you know, possible things. Yeah. I kind of wish we lived in those times. I mean, not really. I actually, no. I, yeah. You know what? I immediately take that back. I don't want to do that. I want to go back. Because <laughs> one of us would be dumb enough to be like, vampires are real and I am one. And then they would kill you. <laughs> 
Um, so, Nosferatu was a knockoff, but it so, but it did oh, add so, to the to the lore. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, and um, so I mentioned that that Bram Stoker's widow sued. And she yes. won. She won, and um, she su- sued for plagiarism and um, copyright infringement, and, and she won. And and, uh, and as part of that settlement, she got to keep Max Schreck's eyebrows from the filming. Eyebrows, which, which, if, which if you've seen, which if you've seen them, is a, is a wonderful prize. <laughs> it's, it's a lovely consolation prize. Um, yeah. And so, actually, they they ordered that all prints of Nosferatu be destroyed, um, but obviously that did not happen. Then a few prints managed to survive, and the film is now, you know, uh, classic in its own right. Yeah, um, you know, it's different than than the film adaptation of Drac, you know, Dracula, but it's it's become a, a classic in its own right, and. And uh, so it's 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 cool. I'm and I'm glad it I'm glad it survived and exists. And um, yeah, even though it was it was possibly a bit shady for them to, <laughs> to try to <laughs> yeah. try to create that. But um, but yeah, but it's, I, it's... I, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say that it's interesting that Nosferatu, you know, in my mind, has given us a lot of these. Is is in a lot of ways stemmed is the root of some of the more creature vampires, you know, yeah, your, absolutely. your, yeah. your, uh, your angels and your, um, your, uh, lost boys and your, uh, and your, uh, yeah. uh, stuff like that. And then your Dracula's your, your, your more sexy vampire, you know, your right. twilights and your true bloods right, sort right. of thing. Yeah, that's know? true. That's true. Um, it kind of split off there, you know, and yeah. And intentionally and yeah. or unintentionally, but, Right, who knows if if you know if Nosferatu had not been made, and then it was really just like people were just looking at, you know, Dracula as their source of inspiration for yeah. a, a vampire story, you know, because obviously in that in in this movie, he's a he's like noble, dignified, like yeah. dressed stupid, sexy Dracula. Dre- <laughs> <laughs> Damn sexy Dracula, um, and uh, yeah, so it's it, that's kind of cool that you know, it, it you know even before this came out that there was a, this other more animalistic, demonic yeah. kind of creature version of of the vampire, um, yeah. and I don't know I've never read Dracula. I mean, I'm gonna make a statement that's just kind of outlandish but it's just too fucking old for me like anytime i think about reading for frankenstein or dracula you know what, like though? actually the way some of it's written i'm like i don't know if i could do it actually though i've i've read both and they are not i'm sorry did you just call me asshole yeah i said okay. you're an asshole okay. good perfect um <laughs> perfect. actually i mean i kind of thought that too and they're there were, um, I mean, there are, you know, some older, older stories, older books, um, that are like that, where it's like the language is just so different. It's like, but, but I will say both from what I remember, both Mary Shelley's Frankenstein and Bram Stoker's Dracula are both written in a way that is still very accessible today, Mm. I think. 
Um, from what I remember, it's been you know a number of years since I've read those, but I like them. I like them both a lot. I mean, um, I think we talked about that in another episode too, where um, Dracula is is written in a way that's like it's kind of like a lot of it is like journal entries and like newspaper right. clippings and other things like right. that, which is kind of interesting. Um, yeah, I think I was saying I, I don't remember what episode that was, but I, I was saying I think. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde is written somehow like that too, which I have. I've read that one. Is that, but it's is that Robert while. Louis Stevenson? Sure. <laughs> I could be completely wrong. I'm just pulling that out of my Tommy head. Lee Wallace, maybe? I don't know. Robert Louis. I don't know. I kind of want to, you know what? I could be wrong. Anyways, I'm not going to, I'm not going to look it up right now. Um, but um, so that kind of brings me to my next point here. Uh, so, we're doing Dracula today, mm-hmm. and this is going to be kind of the first in a series that we're gonna we're gonna do. Um, yeah. where once a month, about once a month, may, we might skip a month or two or whatever. Um, but we're gonna periodically try to go through the universal, like classic, you know, horror horror uh, films, uh, mm-hmm. starting with this one. Kind of go through chronologically. So you, and we're we're not, there's so they did tons of fucking movies in the 30s and 40s and into the 50s, 50s. and stuff like that. Um, but we're not gonna. I mean, they, they did a lot, so we're not gonna go through all those. Too but we're many. gonna we're gonna do the classics and. It's. I mean, it's. It's super analogous to. The MCU. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's. I was just gonna say yeah. I'm, it's 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 kind of scary. It's like they took a property that was kind of interesting and hot and nobody had really touched it and made anything of it yet, but it was kind of, you know, with MCU it was it was it was the comic books, you know, were trying to they were trying to get those out there and and make a property of it whereas with Dracula it was like, you know, they had the play and they kind of wanted to adapt it. Yeah. And um and the success of the first one just kind of built into yep. let's let's keep making more, you know. Right. And they just started cranking them out. And then once Dracula. they had some, they were like, let's let's start mashing them up. You know, Dracula is the Iron Man of yeah <laughs> of the you know of yeah the, and Bella and Bella Lugosi and Bella Lugosi you know he was the Iron Man and then he was the Thor and then he was the Hulk and then he was <laughs> Bella Lugosi just started <laughs> playing all the characters that nobody else wanted to play after a period of time. Yeah, and it, well, oh, the if, other interesting thing. Oh, what were we gonna say? I was just gonna say, if you ever want a real shock, look up Bella Lugosi oh, as Frankenstein God. because oh, it's Jesus. awful. It is. It's terrible. like it's he was way too old to be playing Frankenstein. I feel like at that point, and his it just it just he, was, he looks like Herman <laughs> Munster. He was way too old to be playing a, a human, a, a walking corpse. <laughs> yeah, way too old to be playing a walking corpse. Like a walking corpse should not have jowls. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, and we'll we'll get into that in our. In our next uh, segment on in this series with Frankenstein, but I yeah. mean Karloff, Boris Karloff, who played the cre- you know, the creature in Frankenstein. I mean, he's that that I still think is one of the best. Um, one of the, I don't know one of the best like uh, physical. I I don't even know how much they did with makeup and how yeah. much it, it his was just face like his just his fucking face, but like yeah. He, I still think, like, if you, like, you know, watch that film and and look up images of, you know, from that movie, like, 
he looks like he legit looks like a fucking like like a corpse. Like I don't. It looks yeah. It looks so good. It's like it's one of those things where it's like I I honestly feel like they kind of they were at pretty uh, minimalistic with the makeup for that. Yeah. And it was a lot of like his performance, uh, like Boris yeah. Karloff's performance and stuff like that. And it's one of those things where now you know you you do a Frankenstein thing, and it's like they do too much. They go yeah. too far when they they add too much, and I think like just the simplistic nature of whatever, however they, however they uh, accomplish that with that movie, I think is just like so so perfect, and just it, even with the advances in like you know makeup and and you know prosthetics and different things like that, like I I don't think that that can be, I honestly don't think that that can be topped. Yeah, I um, mean, well now he'd just be all CGI. <laughs> oh jeez. Um, um, but yeah, so I was just going to say, I, I'd never seen, I've never sat down and watched a single universal monster movie. Wow. Yeah. This is, so I don't think I'd seen this one. I had, I had not seen Dracula for whatever reason. I don't know why, Mm. but I have seen a number of the other ones that we're going to talk about, um, already, but yeah, this was kind of a first time for me too, watching, watching Dracula, um, Drac daddy. Drag Daddy. So, um, so should we talk about what happens in this movie? I mean, I guess. But one of the other interesting things is, and it's, I mean, it's a fairly simplistic story too. But like, it is. Um, one of the other things I thought was interesting that, like, I, I this might have been one of the only ones that they did for the the Universal monster films. But a a Spanish version was yes. filmed was filmed simultaneously using the same Dracula. sets. <laughs> And different actors, which and was thought, common common in those days when they first yeah. started doing to- when they first started doing the talkies. The talkies, yeah, they would I just hire really people who spoke the other languages and do yeah. it at the same time. I'd really like to. See, I, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure you can see. You can I, I like on the you know Blu-ray or 4K or whatever they have like the the Spanish version. I'd actually like to watch that. I think um, it'd be interesting. They, uh, I was reading that. It was it was another one that they thought was lost for a long time, and they ended oh, really? up finding they ended up finding like a ruined print that they kind of used and pieced together for a time, and then they finally in some random like in like Cuba or something they found like a full print, hmm. and and they've since archived it and everything. But it's yeah, it's interesting how that happens with these older movies. How they kind how it's like oh you know they made a movie and somehow it just disappeared. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, going along with like Nosferatu, except for those were like intentionally destroyed. Those copies were intentionally destroyed, right? Um, but uh, and I, I was gonna talk maybe a little bit about you know Bela Lugosi as well. He's kind of an interesting, um, interesting and an interesting and kind of sad history to his his life and um, yeah. his his career. Um, so he's, he, he was born in, in Hungary and, um, and he, he worked in some, I think he dropped out of school at a pretty young age and then he worked, he did, did some stage plays and, and then he was in the war. Um, and he got, he was in the, um, what was that? World War One? Yeah, it was world. It must've been World War. So he was, he served as an inf- infantryman in the Austro-Hungarian army 
uh, during World War I from 1914 to 1916 and actually rose to the ranks to the rank of lieutenant and he he was wounded which actually ended up uh, causing him to have pain throughout throughout his life I believe and then he, that's what got him uh, addicted to like morphine and methadone uh, hmm. later later in his in his career which kind of actually is coincided with the decline of him uh, of his career that combined with the fact that like he had a very thick uh hungarian accent right and so he was kind of like type, he ended up being kind of typecast and had trouble kind of getting you know different roles and stuff like that um and and then of course you have the whole story of him um befriending ed wood right which i, I don't know if you've seen tim burton's film yeah, but um, yeah. So you you have that, which I've I've heard that that's fairly accurate, except for the fact that like he apparently uh, uh, Bela Lugosi did not curse, like never really cursed in 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 real yeah. life, and and in that movie, like Martin Lando, who does who who he won an Oscar for that movie, um, he and his performance is really great, but um, apparently, yeah, that was like. Not at all like his character, where he, you mm. know, where he would curse and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, so he he ended up uh, he ended up leaving Hungary after um, I think there was a I don't know there was some revol there was some communist revolution or something, and I think in in, in their like late teen nineteen typical teen, <laughs> late or in late nineteen teens. And and he ended up leaving and went to Germany and acted in a few. <laughs> he moved to Germany and was like, oh, "This place seems like it's going. It's things are going to be good here for a few decades." <laughs> and, and then he ended up. And then he ended up leaving and 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 arriving in in the U.S. in 1920 and and uh, just in time for the stock market yeah, crash. Yeah, just just in time for the fucking. Great Depression, um, but but yeah, he ended up uh, you know getting into theater and and then eventually getting working his way into film and then he got he landed the role for Dracula in the stage play, and then he fought really hard to to secure the role for the the film version hmm. of Dracula. But interestingly, after he after he got you know landed the role by taking a a, a, a very small salary comparatively to at the, you know at the time yeah um he like after that movie was made like he was like i never want to fucking do dracula again <laughs> like, <laughs> he's basically like fuck dracula and um because he like he know he really kind of fought against like he didn't want to be typecast and i think he only played i think he only played dracula one more time in like one more film mm-hmm. uh I, I can't remember when it was but um but yeah, it was interesting because yeah, he he fought so hard to get that role, took a reduced pay, and then after it was over, he was like, "I'm fucking done with it." And he didn't even like he was even offered to to do another like stage tour, I think. And mm. he was like, he turned it down because he just like was like done with the character. And um, but apparently, yeah, apparently there was um. Uh, it was kind of a troubled production on the film, like yeah. the uh, 
Todd Browning, the director, um, who is no, who was like at that at that time he had mostly done like he really just had done silent films and he had done a lot of silent he had done some silent horror films with Lon Chaney Senior. Oh yeah, um, Phantom and, of the Opera. Uh, no, I don't think he did Phantom of the Opera. I could be that's wrong. That's the only one. That's the only one I know. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of the other the other one I know of Lon Chaney Senior. Yeah, I can't. I saw Lon. I I saw Lon Lon Chaney (laughs) dancing with the Queen. I saw Lon Chaney Junior dancing with the Queen. (laughs) I saw Lon Chaney Senior drinking a pina colada at Trader Vic's. Him too. His hair was perfect. His hair was perfect. Um. And so, uh, but apparently, so right before right before Dracula was filmed, Lon Chaney Senior died. And um, apparently, from what I read, like Todd Browning, the director who had worked with him on several films and was pretty close with him, like he uh, he was really I guess he was really kind of distraught over the death of his collaborator and friend. And and then he was also like, I don't know if it was because of that, but it's apparently apparently he was also like he was in had he was like battling through alcoholism um Mm. and so he was he was i guess he was it was said that he was pretty unprofessional during the shooting of dracula and also like would just like leave (laughs) it would just like leave the set and the the cinematographer the cinematographer uh carl carl frond would end up having like to take over and direct a lot of the scenes and so yeah, apparently, like everybody, the only person that took the filming of Dracula seriously was Bella Gosi. <laughs> and everybody else was just like, this is, this is some stupid fucking, like, I don't even, I don't know if B movie was a term at that time, but I think that yeah. was kind of like the attitude of like a lot of the rest of the cast for the movie at the right. time. People, I mean, and if I remember correctly, film at the time was not necessarily like, like, stage productions were still where it was at, you know, like if you were a serious actor, you were on stage, you know, and, and now that if you were a serious actor on film, you weren't making stuff like this. Yeah. Film was like the the new kind of cheap, kind of like cheapened version of it, you know, it's like, Oh, you know, like, because yeah, when you look at like, when you look at, you know, stage versus film, like, I mean, to me, it, it seems like it would take so much more talent in a way to do stage plays where you, you, know, you right. have to memorize so much more, so many more lines you have to you only mean, get one shot. Yeah. And, and yeah, you don't have, you can't do multiple takes and different things like that. So it's like, you, f- you fart on stage. <laughs> you got to own it. I'm telling, I'm telling you from experience <laughs> one time, just one time your career is it's all over. it takes. <laughs> you, you get the, you get the hook. You stink out, you stink out, you stink out one theater <laughs> with your rancid ass and your career is uh, over. Uh, you shit in the orchestra pit <laughs> one time. <laughs> oh my God. And they never invite you back. You have explosive diarrhea <laughs> in the orchestra pit just one time. Just once. Just That's once. all it takes. I would have never been able to make it. No. Never. <laughs> no. It's hard. <laughs> It's hard work. <laughs> it's hard work. It's hard work not shitting yourself on a regular basis. It's damn near it impossible. Is. I don't know how people do it. Uh, especially in the especially in the thirties when 
you know, <laughs> nothing was heated through. It was all just cold. They didn't, and they didn't have refrigeration either. So it was all, it wasn't even cold. It was room temperature. Yeah. Who knows what you were eating? Room temperature chicken and, and you know. God. <laughs> uh, oats and water. Oats. You know, it's just. Although that seems like it would plug plug the old bong up. Plug <laughs> the it, bong. Keep it nice and tight. <laughs> uh, what are we talking about? I don't know. It's what happens, you know. It's what happens. Um. So, yeah. So, Dracula. It was a troubled production. <laughs> Uh, so I don't know if you, do you want to go into the, uh, a, the quick synopsis? Sure. Basically, uh, uh, a young gentleman by the name of Renfield shows up in Transylvania and is basically going, he pulls in, gets to, gets to a town and, and says, I'm here to, to meet Dracula. And the whole town is like, well. You don't want to fucking do that tonight because the sun's about to go down. <laughs> and and he's just like, well, no, he's expecting me. I have to go. And so he goes to the castle and it turns out Renfield's like his his like his business contact, Dracula's business contact from London. And he's he's helping him like get a place in London. Right. And as he's at Dracula's castle, he gets uh he gets attacked by Dracula, essentially, in 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 the way that people get attacked by Dracula in this movie, and that is to say that he Dracula, kind of just <laughs> Dracula just slowly approaches them yes. with his fingers kind of, outstretched, and yes, yeah. he kind of just passes out, and Dracula slowly, uh, yeah, slowly hovers over him and fade to black. Yeah. Um, and so then Renfield kind of becomes this this psychic slave to, to Dracula and uh, and kind of does his bidding in the daylight Dracula's hours bitch. and things. And so they he charters him a, a boat uh, to uh, to London and, and him and him and Dracula go to London. Dracula wakes up in the middle of the night and eats everybody on the boat. Um, which I thought that was a cool part. That was kinda cool. And, like that that shot and, where like you see like the, yeah. the shadow of like the guy tied to the to the wheel yeah. of the, the ship. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, so then they get to London, and, and then Dracula Renfield's just, just in the in the hold of the ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a cool shot too, where they're looking down to the yeah, hold looking of the down ship, the stairs, and he's just yeah. like on the stairs. Yeah. Um. So Renfield goes nuts. He gets committed to this <laughs> asylum. Well, it turns out the asylum is like next door to the castle that, <laughs> or the right. estate that Dracula has bought, which is I, I don't know. I don't understand why. Um, I mean, why not? It worked out. It worked it's out that way. Really, <laughs> pretty fucking convenient. <laughs> um, and so Dracula then just starts, you know, he just starts feasting on people. He uh, he meets he. So he, the the doctor that runs again feasting uh, on people means he slowly approaches them. Slowly, slowly approaches them. You never actually see fangs. No. I think the only time you ever see blood is like the drop of blood on Renfield's finger at the beginning yeah. of the movie in in Dracula's castle. He pricks yeah. his finger and then and then fucking like Dracula has a big old heart on over it and he's like, Whoa Yeah. And he <laughs> kinda <laughs> slowly approaches. There's a lot of Dracula just staring. It's basically kinda it's yeah. like dry, it's like drive, but Yes, Bella, Bella, starring Bela Lugosi starring instead of Bela Lugosi. instead of Ryan Gosling, starring, just... starring Bela Lugosi as Ryan Gosling, <laughs> as as Robert Pattinson, the immortal vampire, 
in Twilight, <laughs> colon, drive. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, so the main characters are Jonathan Harker, Dr. Seward, Dr. Van Helsing, Mina, and Lucy. Yep. And Mina and Lucy are the two female friends. Dr. Seward runs the insane asylum. Dr. Van Helsing is a kind of a compatriot, kind of a colleague of Dr. Seward's who's around in the area. And John Harker is Mina's boyfriend, fiance, um, who kind of is hanging about. So Dracula shows up, basically immediately turns Lucy into a vampire, kills her anyway. And she's, there's some, there's some stuff where she comes back and then spends the rest of the time kind of feeding off of Mina and slowly turning her into a vampire um, while the rest of John Harker, Van Helsing, and Dr. Seward are trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Um, and Renfield is kind of talking to all three of them being super cryptic. So Renfield's not really a, a good or an evil character. He's just nuts. He kind of he kind of has a soft spot for Mina and kind of, kind of tries to warn her and warn people that Dracula's out to get him. Yeah, he, um, he kind of goes in and out between, like, one minute he'll be, like, divulging information to everybody, right. and then the next minute, like, he'll be like, oh, shit, Dracula's here. Ah, oh, master, <laughs> master, and he's like, oh, shit. I'm loyal, and then, you know, yeah. Oh, fuck, oh, shit. <laughs> it's like, the boss shows up, and like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Does this mean I'm not going to get my rats? Um, so, uh... So yeah, so that's really all it is, is the whole story is Harker, Van Helsing, and, and Seward are, are really trying to keep Dracula. Or they're, For one thing, Van Helsing is trying to convince Harker and Seward that Dracula yeah. is a vampire. Right. And, and, then they're, and then as part of that, they're trying to keep him from kind of taking Mina and, and turning her into a vampire. Which I, um, I, I like how, I like how, um, I like how seemingly difficult it what it is for um for van helsing to convince them of like the right. existence of vampires like yeah like i feel like in a, in a movie like this at this like you know made 90 years ago like i feel like it would have been I was kind of expecting all the characters to be like, oh, yeah, shit, he's a vampire. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Right, like, right. And just like go I right mean, along we... with it. And like, there was <laughs> right. actually like a lot of like, particularly from like Jonathan Harker, there was like a lot of like resistance to it. He was like not yeah. buying it, which I kind of liked and was kind of unexpected for a movie yeah. of this age. I was kind of thinking, oh, shit, yeah. I agree, especially since like we just talked about the fact that the whole vampire mythology is rooted in folklore and that. And that the folklore is like people were dumb enough to believe like yeah. some of this random shit that like, you know, somebody got sick and then, oh, it's got to be the vampires, you know. So like you, you, you take that the people in 1930s were that simple that they would, <laughs> that, that, you know, John Harper right. would just be like, oh shit. Yeah, probably is a vampire. We should, we should kill his ass, you know, like <laughs> yeah. you just assume that that's where, where they would go. Or even from like the, the convenience of it, of it as a plot device and just like, right. you know, where we just like, okay, Get you know what, we're, let's move this, let's move this plot along. And right. yeah, he'll he'll just go right along with it and we'll get on to business. It's funny because I almost felt like the opposite. Like I almost felt like by like the 20th conversation that they were having about him being a vampire and 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 the 20th piece of evidence, then John Harker's like, no, nah, I don't believe it. I don't know about this. <laughs> I was kind of like, come on, dude. <laughs> like seriously. And like it, it was to the point where like 
Mina is like all but a vampire. You know, <laughs> like she's essentially a vampire by the end. And he's like hugging her in the moonlight. And he's just kind of like, oh, yeah, come on. Let's let's go sit outside and I'll hug you. And and like she's trying to attack him and he's like he's like not seeing it. He's like, I don't know what the hell's wrong with her. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but then it kind of so then so then that's pretty much it. He like uh, Dracula gets to the point where he's basically got Mina turned into a vampire. They kind of Van Helsing and, and Harker kind of chase Mina to her or uh Dracula and Mina to Dracula's uh, lair, and uh, it's almost daylight, so he's losing. He's his batteries running. He's losing down. juice. <laughs> he's losing juice, and uh, and so they they get in there and they um and they they stake his ass, and that's pretty Steve. much the end of the movie. Yeah, it's a deep fry his ass. <laughs> Carl Wayne, <laughs> Carl Wayne Bishop, I say we give him the gas. You know, on second thought, I say we deep fries ass. Everybody now, deep fries ass. Uh, I never would have thought. How many, we, I how never many would have thought we would have been would you, quoting you, a, a a Pauly Shore movie here. Yeah, yeah. How many podcasts or, do you turn in? Do you tune into where they're talking about fucking jury duty? Yeah, no, none. I don't. Or Pauly Shore in general at all. Just. Yeah, um, yeah. The Indian is Polly Shore was in Dracula, uh, the 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 Bram Stoker's Dracula with Gary Oldman. <laughs> he he would have made a good Renfield. <laughs> he would have, you know. Um, uh, We's the juice, Drac, dude. <laughs> oh my god! Oh uh, shit! Um. Yeah, the ending is, I think, as is kind of typical for a lot of movies from that time period, the ending is yeah. very sudden and like, they, don't, they, don't fuck, they don't fuck around, which is why a lot of movies back from that time are like an hour, hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. You know, they there's don't not like, a lot of, there's not a lot of epilogue. Like, there's just yeah. kind of like, yeah, like, and the other thing is like you said, you know, like Van Helsing stakes dracula you don't see that you don't even see it no he basically like finds his his coffin he's like eh, and you see him kind of like raise a you know raise a hammer or whatever it was to like stake yeah. him and then it like cuts away to like harker looking for mina in the yeah in the crypt and you just kind of hear this faintest of moans from dracula like, oh <laughs> you know like oh. that's it <laughs> oh. um, and then and then like and then Mina kind of, you know, because so now that Dracula is dead, Mina is like, oh, oh she's like, okay, now she's yeah. no longer, now that you've killed the head yeah. vampire or whatever, Mina's fine. And so her and Harker are, are like together. And then Hels Van Helsing comes over and they're like, well, that's that. And, and they're like, okay, well, let's, you want to, you want to go? And, and Van Helsing's <laughs> like, nah, I'm going to stick around for a while. <laughs> and then they, poke, and then it's just like, poke around here and, for a little bit. <laughs> Mind if, mind if I fuck around in your head? <laughs> mind if I fuck around in your crypt? Yeah. Um, and and then it just like shows like Harker and Mina like going up the long staircase, you know, uh, up and and then it just like up the and end. up and up. Like what? Like I, what the fuck was Van Helsing? What I gotta finish things? I gotta I gotta wrap things up around down here. Like what the fuck was he doing yeah. down there? 
Like, I don't, I don't, I don't even know. Why didn't he just leave with them? Like, what did he have to fucking do down there? He, chopping, chopping Dracula's head off, maybe? I don't know. I, I like my... One of the other things I like about that part is how... <laughs> So so we're we're focusing on the end here. There's a lot more we need to talk about with the other 70 minutes of this movie, but let's <laughs> stick where we're at for for now. Yeah, yeah. One of the other things I like is is there's at least three points in the movie where Van Helsing's like you have to stake him in the heart, you know, like he's he, That was like, a terrible impression. It was. It was <laughs> like South American. It wasn't even close to it wasn't even close to like <laughs> Eastern European or whatever. Um uh, but he he says it like so many times, and then like they show up at his crypt, and he's like, he's like kicking, he's like bashing cast the casket doors to get a stake. Like yeah. this 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 bastard didn't even show up with a fucking proper piece of wood to kill Dracula. He's like improvising on the spot. And I think that's like I also think that was just like a terrible decision on Dracula's part to have his coffin made of wood. Right. <laughs> like that's just not that's just not smart. Right. Um that's like rule number one. You don't, yeah, don't you don't You sleep in you sleep in a in a uh a stone crypt. <laughs> yeah. No wood. No wood You've laying got, like, about. Like unlimited Dracula strength, you know? Yeah. I mean, why would you have wood anywhere near where you fucking sleep during right. the day for extended periods of time where you're completely vulnerable? <laughs> Idiot. Which it's 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 funny they uh, they allude they allude they actually allude I think in this movie more to madman like crazy person strength than they do like Dracula strength so like there's a couple times where they like <laughs> allude shit, to the Dracula fact strength. that <laughs> he's got holy that shit Dracula Dracula's strength. got Dracula strength. Uh, they crazy. they like they make mention a couple times of like Renfield having like some kind of like madman like crazy person crazy person like strength, um, but they don't really say that about Dracula that he's got like these some kind of like supernatural strength. But uh, it is I think it is implied a little bit. But uh, I, I, I yeah. thought it was funny for, for for a while there. I'm like, why does Renfield why does Renfield keep wandering into like. Like where like Seward, <laughs> where like Seward and and Van Helsing are like talking all of a sudden. It's like he's a fucking patient there. Why does he's he just... keep like? But then it, it's explained. It is kind of explained that like the bars were bent. Like basically, Dracula keeps yeah. like setting him free. <laughs> yeah. But it, yeah. for a while there, I'm like, what the fuck? This is just, just this is a terrible every sanatorium. Time, <laughs> every time, every time Seward, Harker, and Van Helsing are having any kind of serious conversation, <laughs> Renfield just comes fucking wandering <laughs> in the door, just like, what uh, are you guys talking about? Uh, What's happening in here? And there's, and, I mean, and, they're, they're, and they're just casually like, oh hey, Renfield. Oh hey, Renfield, <laughs> come on in. <laughs> How are you? Come on in. Share your thoughts, son. <laughs> Um, and Renfield's just snacking on a fucking spider while he's doing it. <laughs> I, I I do like so one of the other one of the things I wanted to mention was that like um, I was pleasantly surprised by um, the quality of acting and the and the dialogue. Um, yeah. I don't know I don't know if you feel that way or not, but I I thought you know because this is like you know this is an old fucking movie you know, ninety yeah. years old. And I mean, I've been watching stuff, you know, just within in the past month or two, you know, 
how you know horror films and stuff like that, you know, from different periods and some stuff from the sixties and seventies. And you know, there's God, there's you know, there's some stuff from the sixties and seventies that I watched that like the dialogue, the acting is terrible. Yeah. And I felt like by comparison to some of that stuff, like I felt like this was yeah. pretty solid. Like it, I like, would I would say that the acting and stuff was on par with like Eyes Without a Face, you know? Yeah. When we watched that. It was it was just as That's thirty years later. Shit. Right. I thought it was I thought it was better than the acting you know, we talked about Halloween. You know, the nineteen seventy eight yeah. Halloween. I mean that the acting in that movie is not great. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, I, I think there was a there was a period in the late sixties, seventies, and eighties where again, going back to the fact that a lot of the early stuff was adapted to from stage, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of the con the conceptual conceptualization of of films was was based on stage performances i think there was a a movement in the 60s 70s and 80s to get more realistic um and and i think as part of that the acting you know there was there was growing pains with how how the dialogue and the acting was was portrayed but yeah i mean i agree it's you know it definitely had you know some pretty good there's there's definitely some melodramatic stuff some very just like you know, back of the hand to the forehead, like, oh, yeah, 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 like, yeah. Very sort of theatrical stuff like, oh, my yeah, God. exactly. But, um, but and, there's and, some, there's some very good stuff too. Yeah. And, and, you know, you're talking about kind of the growing pains going from, from, you know, from, from that period into like, into the, like the eighties and stuff like that. Well, you've also got the growing pains going from like the state, these stage plays and going, moving yeah. into, you know, film, which is very different. You know, it's yeah that the acting style has to be very different from, from stage plays to, to film. Um, but, but yeah, I actually, I actually found, I mean, so it's a very tame horror film. Mm-hmm. Um, by today's standards and it's even a tame adaptation of the source material um yeah. but but i mean you know the, actually some of the some of the things that i liked some of the best parts about you know this movie i thought were some of like the um some of the dialogue like i thought was actually kind of creepy like creepier yeah. than any of the like visuals um, because the visuals are, they don't really, there's not much, it's, I mean, a lot of people would, would watch a movie, you know, people from, you know, today, you know, younger generations and stuff like that would watch a movie like this and find it boring and understandably so. Um, but, but I thought, so there's not a lot of, t- there's not a lot of really creepy visuals or anything. It's a lot of like no. Dracula kind of just like staring with like, you know, these, and there's some cool shots, but like I there actually, are definitely some cool shots. I yeah. really like the shot of um, of uh, <laughs> like the the guy, the carriage driver that like picks up picks up Renfield to take him to the castle. It's it's Bela you, Lugosi too. <laughs> oh, you mean Dracula? <laughs> but it's like it's not supposed to really be Dracula. Um, I want to drive your carriage. <laughs> what do you but, mean it's not supposed to be Dracula? I mean, I was under the impression that it wasn't really supposed to be Dracula. It was like somebody else driving him. You know, like two, like two shots later, it's a bat steering. Like it's but, a bat leading the horses. But, <laughs> but doesn't like really is it? 
You don't remember that? Renfield like looks out to say something. He's <laughs> Renfield <laughs> leans his head out the window of the carriage to be like, slow the fuck down. I'm about to die back here. And there's no carriage driver. There's no carriage oh. driver. And the carriage bats? driver's gone, and there's just a bat oh, in I front of the horses. I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I saw that. I don't know if I, yeah. I realized that. Yeah, he he goes to tell him to slow down, and there's just a bat leading the horses. I guess like just flying right in front of the horses. I guess I guess I meant more that like when when Renfield he sees the fucking driver, and, and right. he's like yo, and gets in, and then when he gets and then when he gets there, and then he's confronted with Dracula. He doesn't put two and two together. It's not like, oh, hey, you're my right. fucking carriage driver. Like, it's clearly right. meant to be like, it's not meant to be the same person necessarily. Or you know what I mean? I don't know. But I disagree wholeheartedly. Okay, cool, you cool, say cool, so. cool, 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 cool. Well, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Because he also, there's no carriage driver. When he gets there, the carriage driver's just gone. Right. And he grabs his bag from the carriage driver's seats and he starts walking up the stairs. I think he more doesn't notice he doesn't he can't tell that it's that it was him because he you know he had like a head wrap on for one thing yeah. and then he shows up kind of all stately and like right on everything like coming down the stairs. I guess that's that's my point is that like Dracula did not mean for it to be like hey I'm Dracula this is my fucking castle I'm going to drive you there. You know what I right. mean like he was not trying right. to he was not trying to come across as no Dracula as the stage driver you know what i mean right um but i love that i really like that shot um of him where like because he's doing the fucking stare and i don't know how they got like the, the fucking like whites uh of their eyes to like look so fucking white <laughs> well i heard it was the the, oh, the, the pencil the, pencil lights into the into the fucking no eye. the the thing that you talked about the one time i don't remember what podcast that was on but the mirrors in the at the angle with the oh. you talked about it in terms of the set, but it's they used it for no, this too. That was well, yeah, they did use it. I think they did use it in this, but that that the the Schuften process. Yeah, yeah. Well, that no, that didn't. I don't think that had to do with the the uh, the eyes, the the light on the eyes. I think they used like these really like narrow beams of light. That they would shine directly mm. into Bella Lugosi's retinas, right? Um, but like, but I don't think that had to do anything with like the the Schuften process, where you were basically like using like a mirror to reflect a model. I don't know, I even know how. I'm trying to f- figure out how that process worked, but basically, well, because because I've heard that Bla- that's what Blade that's how Blade Runner got the the character's eyes to to shine in. In that movie, oh, you really? know, with the reflection of the eyes. So I, I, I heard that it was this this similar technique was used for, oh. for Dracula, but I don't know if that's true. Yeah, I think it was just like I think it was just narrow beams of light that was that were sh- shown at s- specific angles at his eyes to get that kind of look. Um, but there's no like ref- I, I know what you're talking about with Blade Runner and and similarly yeah. with uh, with Midnight Mass, although that was probably done digitally. Um, right. But yeah, I think that was a different, uh, process, a different method of doing that. But, um, but yeah, there's, there's still some, some cool, some cool, uh, cinematography in this movie. And, um, but some of the dialogue I, I thought was uh, outside of the visuals, which are not, like you said, or like we talked about, they're not very like, 
they're not super creepy. They're not, I mean, like, there's not a lot of action. I mean, it's you don't see him ever drinking anybody's blood. You don't you see no. one drop of blood in the entire fucking movie. Um, he had, there's no fangs. There's nothing. I mean, it's, it's pretty tame. But like some of the, I thought some of the dialogue was was pretty cool. Like, um, you hear that, kids? If you're spending forty dollars on designer fangs for this Halloween, <laughs> fucking return them because you don't need them. Go old school. Just get some red lipstick. And that's oh, it. I'm sorry. That's it. <laughs> that's it. That's the whole thing. Um, but there's a there's a line from from Mina in, in the movie when she's talking about uh, she's talking about like being in being in bed and and basically Dracula mm. coming to visit her and she the the this is the the line from the movie she says I, I heard dogs howling and when the dream came it seemed the whole room was filled with mist. It was so thick, I could just see the lamp by the bed, a tiny spark in the fog. And then I saw two red eyes gl- glaring at me, and a white, livid face came down out of the mist. It came closer and closer. I felt its breath on my face. And then its lips. <laughs> <laughs> and then its lips. Aside from, and then its lips. I, I thought that was like kind of a creepy description. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there's a similar one that I really liked, and I don't have the direct quote in front of me, but Renfield's talking about Oh, the rats. Um, yeah, when 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 he shows up, Dracula shows up with a sea of rats, essentially. Yeah. And the rats all have like beady red eyes. And yeah. he says something about like like the master's eyes or something. Yeah, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was creepy. Yeah. Yeah, that was creepy. Um and there's another part later when Van- oh, I know what part you're gonna say. You're gonna say there's another part later when the when the, you're gonna you're gonna say the one where uh, the the maid and the the guy <laughs> the the orderly Martin. are outside with the shotgun and he's just like these people are crazy <laughs> and they just turn around and walk away. Yeah, he's like that was a great part. He's like sometimes I think me and you are the only sane people here. He's like and I have my doubts about you sometimes. <laughs> Uh, there's That's some, what it was. There's some pretty good, like, de- there's some pretty decent little, like, comedic relief, you know. Um, but there's a, yeah, there's another line in the movie where Van Helsing is talking to, to Mina, or, yeah, talking to Mina about Lucy. And he's like, so when was, when was the next time that you saw Miss Lucy after she was buried? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, That's a good one. And she was like, I was downstairs on the terrace. She came out of the shadows and stood looking at me. I started to speak to her, and then I remembered she was dead. <laughs> good Lord. And then she said, well, the most horrible expression came over her face. She looked like a hungry animal. And then she turned and ran back into the dark. I thought that was kind of creepy, too. That is creepy. And there's also... I, I like the idea it, of like that, you know, like you would see somebody who you knew was dead, but like because yeah. you're seeing them, you would like, it would probably take you a minute to realize, oh shit, they're fucking dead. They shouldn't be yeah. here. Like I shouldn't be seeing and this. And that's, that's what we kind of talked, kind of talked about that with Midnight Mass, but that's what fucks me up about vampires is like... Yeah. There's this whole aspect of like, like, like I the best example. The best, one hundred percent example best year, that just best. De- it just destroyed it just destroyed people in the seventies was the kid in Salem's Lot that shows up tapping on his friend's window. Oh yeah, like let me in, you know, let me. Yeah. Hey, you know, Billy, let me in, and and uh, you know, and the kids eyes. like 
Yeah, and I the kid's like guys. knows he's dead, but he, at the same time he's like it's my friend, you know. And it's just this, it's just that fucked up feeling, you know. And then the fact that it's like, oh, and he's on yeah. the second story yeah, of he's his on house, the second story, you know. Yeah, it's exactly. just so, it's just so fucking creepy, yeah. and uh, and and it's it's good, and there's definitely some hints of that in this movie, which is which is great, you know. And and going along with that, you know, another Stephen King book that I uh, actually is. One of actually one of my favorite Stephen King novels, and I just within the past maybe five years, um, I kind of I I had read it for the first time, and and it really affected me. Was Pet Cemetery? Um, yeah, that's a great that's a great book. It's a really fucking depressing book. <laughs> like, yes, like the the um you know the. The adapt the film adaptation of well, there's been a couple, but the film adaptation from I believe the late eighties, yeah, um, with Herman Monster, with Herman Monster, <laughs> um, that like, I mean that that's not bad. It's not a bad adaptation, um, no. But I don't think it touches this the severity, the emotional, like just the just man that. And I, I had just had my first kid at that point too. So like, you know, mm. if if you haven't seen Pet Cemetery, another spoiler alert, stop now. But like it's you know, it's about a kid dying and like and right. like the, the you know, the dad like basically burying him in this place to bring him back to life and um and it's I mean but a, a much of that book is just like, you know, is about like just grief, you know, and yeah. Um and so it's it's kind of similar to the whole vampire thing where you know have you have someone that's supposed to be dead coming back and they're just not the right. fucking same you know it's yeah and so I mean that's kind of it that's kind of almost like a unique unique take on the vampire story as well really you don't right. really look yeah. at it as a vampire movie but it's kind of similar right. in that way yeah really the only thing it's lacking is the you know the, the fangs and the blood the and, traditional yeah, yeah the traditional aesthetic but other than that the story you know the story is very similar yeah so i mean that whole idea of just like you know someone who's you know dies and they're supposed to be dead and they're coming back and yeah and there's the famous line in that movie sometimes dead is better you know is <laughs> yeah is so great and 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 perfect and um but yeah yeah i i i, I agree i mean there's just something about the you know the vampire mythology um yeah, I mean, here we are. I mean, it's been, it's been around for a fucking long time, and it's still just as popular it's, as ever. You know, what it's I mean? very, it's, it, it's very primal. Yeah, yeah it's very affecting, yeah. and it's very primal. It's simple, and there's I mean, another like the, the concept of it is 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 simple, but it also, like we talked about, like it allows you, and it, it allows you know uh, any individual viewing it or reading about it, but also anyone who. Uh, makes a a film or writes a book or to kind of do their own take on it and, and and change certain things, but stay within the kind of realm of, of the lore and stuff. So it's open for, I like that. It's really open for interpretation. Yeah. And I think the other thing kind of going along with some of the things you said um, is that, you know, count Dracula and in, in the movie Dracula, you know, the character is very like he he's uh, I don't have the words, the best word I can say. He's very extra, 
Like he's a count. Like the dude is like, he's like a legit, you know, like he's, he's, he's very opulent and like, and, and, and just, you know, he's, he's handsome and, you know, and imposing and, and he's a, he's presumably rich and, and, you know, and all this stuff. Um, and so that's, there's not a lot to, there's not a lot of, um, you know, there's not a lot to relate to there for the, for a normal person. Right. But then you've got the story, like you said, uh, like you mentioned, you know, some of the stuff with Lucy is a lot more, um, relatable and, and kind of creepy. And, and, and I think modern vampire stories really build on that aspect of it, you know, not so much this big, bad kind of, you know, ancient, horrible, you know, rich guy vampire sort of thing, (laughs) but more the like, what if your neighbor was a vampire or what if, you know, what if your grandma came back or what if, you know, like, yeah, (laughs) those sorts of things. Um, uh, and, and in the, in Dracula, there's actually, there's another part too, where there's like a, um, there's like a news report or something that's, that's, that's being read or discussed where, uh, I think they, they refer to Lucy as the woman in white. Yeah. And, and basically like they said that (laughs) these children keep seeing her like walking around at night and like. And she's been like attacking these children, like luring them with chocolates, chocolates, luring, like- <laughs> luring them. Yeah. Which is also very creepy. Yeah, you know? that is creepy. And it, you don't really see. So the, the, the interesting thing is you don't really see Lucy all that much after no, she dies, no. but they keep referring to her and telling these stories. Yeah. And you're just like, this is, this is more fucked up than what's happening with Dracula. And, and also like Lucy is never dealt with. <laughs> she's no, never she's just out there. I mean, presumably she's- I don't know. Maybe she returns to normal after Dracula was staked at the end. I don't know. But like, she's just out there handing out golden tickets to kids and <laughs> luring them into her uh, lair. Yeah, that's. I mean, and and so, um, I mean, I I would like to at some point in the future do an episode on Francis Ford Coppola's yes. version from the early nineties. Um, that's a lot more faithful to the to the book and it's also just like a lot more like it's a lot creepier it's a lot more like Mm -hmm. dramatic it's a lot more like i mean there's just there's so much more it's more over the top yeah Yeah. but it but it's more visual but it's so good i mean it and it's still done it's i mean from what i remember reading so it's i think it's 92 that came out um Mm -hmm. everything in that movie was shot in camera even like mm. weird, crazy shit that like you look at and you're like, okay, this is from the mid, this is from the early '90s. This must have, some some of the shit must have been done in post production. But like Coppola specifically uh, went out of his way to make sure that every effect that he did was done in a way that this this is the way it would have been done in in the thirties or forties or whatever. Like right. he didn't want to, he didn't want to use any like modern techniques. Um, and it's, it's just awesome. Like the, the movie is, I don't know. I mean, that movie in itself probably has some, some worse acting than in this movie, particularly yeah. from Keanu Reeves. It's got Keanu Reeves in it. <laughs> particularly from Keanu Reeves as Jonathan Harker. But like, 
but fucking Gary Oldman as as Dracula is fantastic, yeah. and and then you've got you know uh, Anthony Hopkins as as Van Helsing, and but there's some really awesome stuff in that, and and you know um, I don't know if they I don't know if they mention it in this movie about him taking the form of I think they do they talk about him taking they the do. form of wolves yeah. wolves and at bats, the very right? beginning they say yeah that they say something about it. he he's a vampire or something and he said they say something about the, the yeah he can take they take the form of wolves or obviously bats yeah there's they one show. there's yeah. one part where they where he's there's the part after they so one of my favorite parts of the movie is is when they do the whole mirror test on. Oh him. yeah, that's um, cool. And he runs out the door, and then when they go look for him, they're like, "Oh, there's a giant dog running across the <laughs> yeah, lawn." And yeah, yeah. I think it's Van Helsing is like, "I don't think that's a dog. That's a wolf." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. And then um, he immediately comes right back. <laughs> he just shows right back up. He's like, "Were you guys talking about me?" <laughs> He just ducks out and then what <clears throat> comes back. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so they do talk about that. But yeah, in, in in the Coppola version, yeah, he's like, you know, there's like the scene where he's like this like man. Wolf. He's this huge like he's like a werewolf, basically. And then yeah, and then there's another part where he's like this huge, crazy, like mutated, like man bat. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, both of those are awesome. Um, yeah, but uh one of the things about Dracula 1931 um, is that, as you said, it does change some things. So John Harker is like Dracula's accountant. Yeah, he in was the book and in and in Bram Stoker. Yeah, he was the um, one that in, originally went to the castle, right? Yeah. And that's how it is in the Coppola yeah. version. Yeah, yeah, but Renfield in this in this one, they kind of combined yeah. him into that role where he he's kind of like his liaison in London and then he also goes mad and becomes like his servant so that's it's kind of like the explanation for why he goes crazy as he goes to he goes to hook him up with all this stuff and Dracula's like well guess what you're gonna work for me now too full time um but I always found that like incredibly I always found that to be just an incredibly hilarious like concept and I don't know why it just like <laughs> All this story, this this legendary story of Dracula, it always starts with like this, like Dracula's fucking accountant just being like, <laughs> "I gotta go to Transylvania and t- <laughs> talk to this some bitch," and like he gets there, and it's just like these ridiculous, like he, you know, he just shows up and he's like, "Holy shit, what what's all this about, Drac? You know, we've been we've been writing each other for six years, you know, we've been in fucking correspondence uh, via via letter for the last six years. You didn't tell me anything about you, you know the 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 coven of women you yeah, keep." You, and, you didn't tell me you were living like this. Jesus. <laughs> you know, it's just like, I don't know why that tickles me so much. Just these like, because I guess I'm I'm picturing it in like modern day where yeah, it's just like right. this, you know, like good to, to, to go back to what we do in the shadows, like this Colin Robinson looking guy who just kind of like shows up at this castle and he's like, oh, hello, Dracula. I'm here to to finish your lease on, on what the Carfax fuck? Abbey. <laughs> oh, shit. That's funny. <laughs> but then I also so I did mention the the mirror scene. I do I do really like the mirror scene too in the in the movie where um so there's this whole scene where Van Helsing is trying to convince as he is forever trying to convince John Harker that Dracula is a vampire. Um 
and and they open the cigarette case, which another thing that I love is that there's just a cigarette case of about a thousand cigarettes just <laughs> sitting on an end table <laughs> that they just randomly open and close and take one out of. Um, and they open it and it's got a mirrored lid and you can see in the mirror that Dracula doesn't cast a shadow. And like it's it's a reflection. Yeah. A reflection. Yeah. And it's both funny <laughs> and like well done at the same time. Yeah. Because it's it's well done because of like the way they edit it and cut it and like it's cutting back and forth to him talking and then it cuts to the the box and you can tell that he's not there right right um, but it's funny it, but it's funny because Van Helsing like the whole time Dracula's having conversations with these people Van Helsing is just like crouched next to the box just <laughs> like po- pointing at it just like oh you, you know just like pointing are you guys it just like seeing this shit <laughs> yeah just like calling Harker over just like look at this shit. Well, and like Dracula's well, like ten feet away, you know. Well, Dracula, He's just like look. Well, Dracula's look just going on with his conversation. Like, yeah, Dracula's like. So anyway, on Tuesday, I went down to the market, and you know, and he, he's just not hearing any anything that's happening. Um, but then, but then, like you're, but then one of the more suspenseful, I thought, scenes of it, like. You know, because I'm in like my, I'm in like my 21st century mindset where like, you know, Dracula's going to fucking go berserk and start ripping heads <laughs> off at any point. One of the more suspenseful scenes, like, so you see all this and then Van Helsing, you know, the badass that he is just like, hey, Drac, come on over here. <laughs> he just Check like pulls him over. Case. And he's like, yeah, why don't you take a look at this? He's like, you know, I noticed that uh, you're not cast in a fucking reflection in this thing and he just pops it open and Dracula's like, <laughs> swats it out of his hand runs away oh, uh, shit. and john harker and john harker is still like i don't know I, you know it could have been anything he doesn't like, like he, he doesn't like to smoke i don't know what i don't know he's trying to be bad he, he's for trying to quit i don't I, he, yeah i don't know but but that's when that's when they that's when he takes off and they look outside and he's running across the lawn as a wolf, which uh, you know. <sighs> but yeah, that's I, I like that scene because it's it's both it was it was both kind of cool and a little suspenseful, but then at the same time it was kind of like a little ridiculous, yeah. you know, ninety from from ninety years ago. But right. Um, but one of the things, and you probably have will have something to say about this. But one of the other things to point out, one of the that I really like is is. And, and it doesn't, it's not just the movie, but back to the book and stuff. Van Helsing is really like, he's like, he's like the archetype. He's like the original, like paranormal investigator. Yeah. He's like yeah. the first, he's like the first Ghostbuster. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, we, I briefly mentioned Fright Night, uh, when you talk yeah. about, oh, you know, the vampire next door kind of thing. Um, and Fright Night, you know, you have, Roddy McDowell's character who plays, yeah. you know, uh, I can't remember his name, but, um, Oh shit. I can't either. But he's like, he, he kind of play, he plays this character in, in, within the, the context of the, of the film, he plays a character that like, doesn't he like, um, host like a late night kind of like yeah horror. He's like an Elvira. Yeah. You know? Um, but he kind of ends up becoming that Van Helsing type of character right. in that movie. Um, He's got in, in that movie, which is an interesting twist. So obviously this is a movie. Fright night's one that we'll do, but an interest, interesting twist on it is that, yeah, he's, he, he has all of this knowledge because of all of the movies that he's 
watched and introduced and talked about. And but he's initially all skeptical, this, right? And he, right, but he's a skeptic. Yeah. But he, but he's, but then as as he gets introduced to it, then he starts to believe, and then he's he's all he's very helpful yeah, in that yeah. he knows all these things, or or quote unquote knows all these like, things. About yeah. Empires, once which, it kind of takes a little bit to convince him, but once he gets around to it, then he's got this kind of built in knowledge that can kind of right. be used to, to you know to help the the main character. Which I, if I remember correctly, it does have it, at some point it does have one of those like, like you know. That's just the movies, you know, sort of thing. But it, but he is, but he is, but he is, you know, pretty successful for the most part. But yeah, Van Helsing is like, you know, he's he's like a he's like a parapsychologist. You yeah. know, he's like he's like Doctor Venkman essentially. You yeah. Know? yeah. Which I never really put together. I always thought that he was, you know, I always thought of him more of his like. I don't know why, but I always thought of him more of as like a rugged, like kind of like a, you know, I know he's like an older like. You're just thinking. Kind of you're just thinking of guy, the Hugh but, Jackman version. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, but no, I always thought of him as more of like a you know as like a vampire hunter, like mm-hmm. a guy who like specializes because that's kind of the stigma he has now. But really, his the initial take is yeah. that he's like this he's intellectual, a prof- he's a professor. That like yeah, <laughs> yeah, that studies right unexplainable things right. and and kind of knows about them. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. But people don't people don't take him seriously because it's so you know it's so absurd right. and so little proof, right? And especially John Harker, even even John Harker when he's you know lying breathless under Mina <laughs> and she's drinking his blood is like I don't know, <laughs> I'm not quite sure. Doc, Doc. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else I really wanted to talk about. I know one thing, I mean, one other thing I wanted to mention was just that it is pretty cool to watch this and realize that stage play aside, this, this aesthetic of Dracula, you know, and it, it, you, you take it for granted, but this is, you know, this is the archetype. I mean, this, yeah, this is where it all came yeah, from. Yeah. I mean, you know? I mean, yeah, I was, that was something I, I kind of wanted to talk about too, um, you know, because you know, nowadays, you know, we, you know, you know, we we grew up in the eighties and nineties, and you know, we're watching horror films at a pretty young age, and so we were, you know, we were watching movies from. That's how we were introduced to horror, you know, stuff from the eighties and nineties right. and stuff like that. Um, and so it, it's it's you know, it, the the level of intensity and and just that the the aesthetic and and the and and just the interpretations and 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 just how how horror movies were made you know back then is so different than where it kind of started out in the 30s yeah and so you know but all those movies that we loved all those movies that we watched you know growing up from the 80s and 90s or maybe even the 70s you know all those you know movies drew inspiration from from previous films from you know thirties, forties, fifties, whatever. Um, and so when you go way back to, to when this movie was made in 1931, I mean, it didn't have a whole lot to fall back on. It didn't have a whole lot to look at in terms of like for inspiration and, and film was still, still relatively, you know, kind of a new frontier. And, and then especially with the advent of, you know, 
of sound and stuff. I mean, like it was really, I mean, they were pioneers in that sense of like, they were doing things that like, you know, had not been done before and they didn't have, you know, they didn't have anything to, to look back at for, for inspiration. I mean, you know, you had books and you had, you know, other in stage plays and other things like that. But I mean, like, but they were, they were kind of, you know, you know, doing things, they were kind of, uh, you know, making things up as they went along to an extent in, and creating, uh, you know, tropes that would be used for, for decades to come in, in the horror genre. So. Absolutely. And, and, and you've got, I mean, you know, just, just Dracula himself, you know, why does Dracula have a cape? Yeah. Because of this fucking movie. Yeah. Right. You know, why, why does, you know, what, what is this medallion that he, that he wears? I don't know, but it's in this movie, you know, everybody know, like you, you picture it and it's like, you picture him, like even I think monster squad, he had like a cape and a medallion, like, you know, and that's movies 50 years later. And the widow's peak. Why does he have a widow's peak? Well, Bela Lugosi had a fucking widow's peak, you know. Although I don't, <laughs> just, know, I don't know if he even really had a widow's peak in this movie. It's not super strong, but it. I think it became know, it's, more prominent it's there. In, in, yeah, I don't know if it was. It like became advertising for it, or if it was like yeah. later films with with like a Dracula type character. But it it definitely became more of a caricature as time went on. But his his hairline was strong <laughs> in this movie. You know, it was it was strong. And and then obviously his accent, you know, right. was 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 a huge part yeah. of of it. I mean, and he was supposed to be Eastern European, right. obviously tr- from Transylvania. But you know, the accent and 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 he, you know, Bela Lugosi, a lot of credit to him. He did develop, you know, like the the whole like, I am Count Dracula, you know, like that speech, you know, like he doesn't Bela Lugosi doesn't necessarily talk like this all the time. You know what I mean? Like the slow kind of the slow kind of pacing sort of thing with him is, is, you know, that was, that was intentional. That was not Bela Lugosi is not slow. Like he doesn't speak (laughs) that way, you know, like, like he talked like a normal person. So like a lot of that is, is intentional, you know? Yeah. So, Listen to them. And not once. Children of the night. What music they make. Children of the night. Yes. Children of the night. What music they make. That was another line. Um, Oh, sorry. What were you going to say? I was just going to say that uh, he never once says, I want to suck your blood. So let's just get that (laughs) right out of the way. Let's uh, an hour and fifteen minutes in. Let's make sure that that's right out of the way. <laughs> that we all understand that he never says that. To die, to be really dead, that must be glorious. I like that line. <laughs> that must be glorious. And then Mean is like Count Dracula, and he's like, "There are far worse things awaiting man than death." It's good. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I another, yeah, he, another line I like is is Count Dracula. Talking to Van Helsing, and he says, "For one, for one who has not lived even a single lifetime, you're a wise man, Van Helsing." Yeah, it's good. You're a wise man, Van Helsing. A wise man. Um. Yeah. But yeah, no. It's. I mean, you know, you can look at this. It's. It's hard to view this movie through the lens of 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 the audience of the time. 
It's almost impossible. Oh, they were scared shitless. I mean, it's almost impossible to do that. Because they were scared. They were scared as hell. <laughs> Telling you right now, those people did not sleep after they saw this movie. Um, but yeah, it's hard to do that because, you know, like I said, you know, we grew up on a certain level of intensity of horror films and this is yeah. so tame by comparison. So it's yeah. really, it's really like once you get, once you reach that, you know, those cer- certain levels of, of horror, um, to go back, you know, to the, the beginning, it's, it just, it, it's really hard to, to view it in that, in that same way that, that the audiences must have been viewing it at the time. Um, yeah. But on the other hand, it is, it's kind of, um, I don't know. It, it, it's kind of one of those things where because things have gotten so intense in the horror genre, it's kind of a nice like way to like reset, like to watch movies yeah. like this and kind of reset and kind of like it's, you know, everything today is so, it's so much faster paced and there's just yeah. crazy, there's just crazy stuff going on. And it's kind of like, it's kind of nice to, to go back and revisit you know, films from this period and it's kind of refreshing, you know, to, to, yeah. ha- to watch uh, a horror film done at such a different kind of speed and different pace and with, you know, different, a different aesthetic and, um, and having to rely on, you know, mood and atmosphere mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and, and performance as yeah. opposed to, you know, a bunch of special effects. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we've we've talked about you know in in other. Let, I mean, and with how, horror, and not to cut you off, but with horror more than anything else. Well, you fucking did. <laughs> with horror more than anything else, less is more. You know, right? And that's the thing is is you know it doesn't matter how it doesn't matter how many good directors make a horror movie. So many times they end up just doing too much yeah and 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 not relying on the on just good filmmaking yeah and 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 you know and and there's plenty of over-the-top horror movies that are really good that have a core of just great filmmaking to them um but the problem is there are so many bad horror movies that rely on yeah shock and awe or effects yeah that don't have enough substance. Right. And so this is a little more the other way, you know, it's, it's a little more, I wouldn't say substance for 1931. There's a lot of substance, but, um, there's, this is a lot more the other way where they rely a lot more on mood and, and, and performance and substance and not so much on shock and awe, obviously. Um, but you know, audiences in 1931 were, were, there's probably plenty in here that, that freaked them out. Yeah. Yeah, I I remember my um my grandma who passed away I, don't know, I think six years ago, um at the age of ninety, and I remember I, I remember my mom telling me that like her dad brought I, I can't I don't know if it was Dracula or maybe it was Frankenstein, but like <laughs> like I just remember her telling me the story of like her of my grandma's dad taking her to the movies. To go see, it was either like Dracula, Frankenstein, or something like that, and like they and they like walked home like from the theater, and yeah. and she just remembered like her her my, my grandma just like saying that she was like you know freaked out and you know and just of course which is like you know it's just it just thinking of like you know being a kid 
being a kid yeah. in the 1930s, seeing a movie like this, and then like walking like home from the theater like at night, you know, like is like yeah. I mean, and that's it's one of those things where it's like that's why it's it's like so classic and it's so perfect and it for like and it's it's why horror is so great you know like it's we love to be you know scared and it's like it's fun but it's also creepy and you know kind of fucks with you and and just that that whole adrenaline rush and everything and just like the idea of like you know you go and see something in the theater and you leave and you're it you're left with this feeling of like you know yeah, like that. Yeah. That's just, that sustains you know over the over the hours you know afterwards, and I mean that's what that's what like good films do, and that's like the whole that's the whole purpose of you know of horror films is to have that kind yeah. of have that kind of lingering effect on you, and um, and so yeah, I mean it's yeah, there's a lot of things like. Uh, you know, to, to certainly appreciate about like a movie like this and, and a lot of the other yeah. uh, universal horror movies that we're going to talk about in, in, in this series. But, um, there's a reason it's a classic. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. One, one more thing I was going to mention one other shot that I, that I just remembered that I really liked at the very beginning when Renfield shows up at Dracula's castle and they walk up this giant flight of stairs, there's a ridiculous spider's web at the top. <laughs> oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah, and and Dracula gets to the spider web, and right when he gets to it, it kind of cuts away and cuts back, and then he's just on the other side of the spider <laughs> web without having disturbed any of it. That's funny. And Renfield walks up to the top of the stairs and is kind of like you can tell he's kind of like what the. <laughs> And he like takes his cane and like moves the spider web and walks through it. And you see the spider, the cheesy spider kind of crawl up the wall. But I just love that. It, it, I had to rewind it because I was like, hold on. Because I didn't even realize that like Dracula just kind of like material. He, he kind of just like faded through the spider web and materialized I, yeah, I on the pick, other side. I didn't they, pick up on they, that. They handle it with like a, a, a cut. Yeah. Um, and so it kind of, can, it was a little confusing cause it was a cut and you're like, oh, he's here and then he's there. But it was, uh, it was intended to be like, oh, he may, he just kind of walked through without disturbing it. And I think it's in that same, in that exact same scene where he kind of mentions something about like this, like, uh, like the spider, like the spider web yes. or something to fly. And, uh, what, how does he, I can't remember the line, um, something about like the unwary, fly and spider's yeah. web or something i can't remember but yeah something like that he it, makes reference exactly to it, it. Yeah. it's like yeah it's like you know the the spider catches an unwary unwary fly in its web or something Which, clearly clearly you know renfield is the right fly. exactly yeah exactly yeah but yeah it's the exact same scene as soon as he gets as soon as renfield pokes his cane through and gets on the other side that's when dracula says that yeah and that's right after the the creatures of the night yeah that's great uh, quote too so it's it's definitely that whole scene sets up a mood yeah yeah for sure. kind of a creepy mood so that's dracula that's dracula 1931 i can't believe it's 90 years 90 old Ninety years old that's fucking crazy it's crazy yeah um so you so i was under the impression that you were gonna like just like shit all over this movie <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> well, we kind of did. We made fun of yeah, some of the more but, cheesy but stuff. Overall, you know, I mean, like, like it seems like you enjoyed it on the same level as I did. Um, you know, yeah. even through like today's lens and stuff. You know. Um, oh yeah. And and can appreciate a lot of things about it. So that's cool. Um, I think, yeah, there's a, there's a lot that I like about it. I mean, I I really, if anything, I really appreciate Dracula more as like, especially this version of Dracula as as an iconic. Yeah horror you know i mean like there's a reason for it yeah. like he's just you know yeah i think i think you'll like uh i think you'll like the other the other universal monster movies then um yeah i'm a big fan of invisible man and that invisible man is crazy because like <laughs> i mean that's really that's a fucking ambitious movie uh the effects that yeah. they had to do for that for the you know the invisibility effects and stuff like that and yeah and Claude Rains uh performance is, is pretty cool and and then you know I actually I don't I don't know if I've seen the mummy but Frankenstein is great um classic and uh Wolfman's solid so uh and I think we'll do Bride of Frankenstein as well cuz that's that's kind of another one that's supposed to be really good yeah um I love that concept like <laughs> It's just so ridiculous that like you've got this monster and he's like becoming more and more intelligent and he realizes that he 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 wants a girlfriend. So you make him one and she's like, I don't want anything to do with this guy. <laughs> Dang it. It's uh, son of a bitch. Um, but yeah. The, uh, so I'm, I'm excited. To, I'm excited to see that one, too. Yeah. And just the, and that's another one that's just like. In, I mean the the design for the Bride of Frankenstein is so iconic. It's great. You know what I mean? Iconic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited. Even to, to this day. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to to revisit to revisit those and then talk to you about them. You you know you having seen them for the first time as well. So that'll be fun. Um. So uh, so yeah. So thanks uh, thanks for listening and uh, and uh, yeah, we'll scare you scare later. Scare you later.